Welcome to Elevated and Melanated, where critical thinkers can come and discuss inconvenient truths and uncomfortable knowledge. I am your host, KT the Intellect. It's that young, handsome man, DJ the Finesse Kid. Yes, sir. And we're back again with another episode, another podcast for y'all. Uh, been a little bit a minute. We've been handling some business behind scenes. How you been, DJ? Uh, feeling quite goatish. Uh, feeling like I'm stepping into my fucking to the heat to this airy season. Feeling fantastic, phenomenal, ferocious on the way, baby. So, man, I'm just I'm feeling really great right now. I'm feeling really great. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling great, man. You're bringing great energy right now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's picking me up. You yeah, feel me? But yes, I'm doing sir. good. You know, just putting in this work. You know what I'm saying? Making these outlines, making sure I'm following all the plans right. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But uh, but today, <clears throat> excuse me, today we got a very uh, uh, sad story to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, you've seen the material we're dealing with, DJ. You got anything you want to want to say to the audience? Anything you want to get off your chest before we get into this? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, user or parental. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. <laughs> parental <laughs> advisor? Yeah, parental. No, nah, yeah, just... For uh, the parents. Yeah, that. Uh, I feel just... Sometimes you have to be, you know, look at for something for what it is, and then, and then what what can you do about it? So I just, you know, I'm looking at it from both sides. Right, right. So today we're gonna be going on what's going on in China with lockdowns, uh, specifically what's going on in Shanghai, mm. which is on the uh, the, the uh, furthest like west coast city on on the uh, on the western seaboard seaboard of China. But yeah, they in there they're in a lockdown, right? But their lockdowns aren't like lockdowns in America, as most people would think. Oh, I can't go to, I can't go out, eat out, I can't go to the club. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, it's, it's much different from that. These people cannot leave their homes. And there's people in the, uh, who are locked up in their apartments, starving. They put in uh, motion sensors on the doors and all that to make sure you ain't leaving. And uh, they separating kids from their parents and stuff. And that's what the parental advisory was getting uh, getting at earlier. If you if you're a parent or you got you you got kids. Uh, a, lot, a lot of this stuff is going to be very disturbing for you. Did you, you know? watch that movie Vivarium? With, Vivarium, uh, I've never with, seen um, it. With Jesse Eisenberg? No, i never seen it. He plays Social Network. Well, it's a pretty trippy movie, but um, it's based in these, these this couple. They're in this uh, community, and they can't get out. Like, every single home is the same-looking home in the same streets, and it's just mm -hmm. like it's in a circle, and they get trapped in there. So, mm -hmm. But it just reminds me of the, the video mm -hmm. of how, like, all the houses or all the um, the concentration camps, we mm -hmm. call it what they are, what they look like. Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me of the movie Vivarium. So if you haven't seen it, it's a pretty trippy movie, similar to this uh, this whole um, case and, you know, storyline. Mm -hmm. um, pretty trippy and, and disturbing. So yes, sir. when you get a chance, watch it. I'm going I'm to check it out. Make sure y'all check that out, too. It might seem like something that might come in handy. But uh, but yeah, so what, what are we gonna you gonna watch a video before we get into an article real quick? So there's this YouTube video from a YouTuber named Lao Y87. Now uh, Lao Y means foreigner in Chinese. This is an American Caucasian dude who lived in China for ten years, uh, up until like 2019, I believe. He married a Chinese woman and then he fled China right before the lockdown and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because he was doing a lot of journalism and documenting a lot of things. And uh, China wasn't very uh, receptive of the stuff he was showing mm. to the rest of the world. Like these concentration camps, like what's going on with the Uyghurs in in Western China. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so... Like a, what was that dude, Snowden? No, Eastern China. Excuse me, Eastern China. Go ahead. Snowden, he, um, he had to run away too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not as severe as what Snowden was going, but he did, yeah. he did have to get out of China. The right. Chinese government was looking for him. But he did make it back to America, and he still, he still has a lot of contacts over there. But let's see what's going on in Shanghai right now, because I think it's going to be very... Uh, very uh, alarming for most people who are in the Western world. They don't understand what's going on. And also, can you point just point to how 
you know, this kind of pertains, how this can pertain to America after we watch the video, oh, yeah. just because what happens in China, you know. Exactly, because uh, we've said this multiple times, uh, China is the, uh, the testing ground for the new world order, you know what I'm saying? Well, the, what they, whatever they want to do to the rest of the world, they're trying it in China first because they have a, a totalitarian, totalitarian communist state that has full control over, over the citizens of, of the country. So they don't have the same privacy rights that we have here in America. And we do want to stress that they're we have a constitution what they have is totally different. It does not give the people any type of power. All the power is invested within the Communist Party. And we're going to see what are the consequences of doing that. And what he said, and just to make sure how important you said, um, that is a testing ground for this new world order, which obviously you know, we've, we've gone into, definitely look into that. And, um, yeah, it's just crazy how, how, how you said it's a testing ground for, you know, other places like America, or eventually. Exactly, exactly. But... We're going to dive into this, you know, see what, see what they're talking about. Right, so I'm, I'm going to pause it real quick. So right now they got drones flying everywhere, right? Telling people to, uh, to control their desire for freedom. I ain't never heard a sentence like that before in my life. Other than in a movie, it seems like a like a divergent or yeah, like a, a diver, movie, yeah. or, or equal, a maze or runner. Equal, equilibrium. <laughs> equilibrium is a good one too. Yeah. And all these dystopian movies that we've been fed over the last uh, few decades, a lot of that stuff is becoming uh, it's becoming real, and it's starting in China. You know, North Korea, what they got going on in Russia. These things, uh, you wouldn't want to be aware of them, but. I want to tell you how, how bad this was. People were on their balconies in these high-rise apartment buildings just singing, and they sent out drones to tell them that they they're not to sing and to control their desire for freedom. So I, w I want people to understand that if, a, if your government control. tells you to control your desire for freedom, that means you, you're not free, and they don't think you should even desire freedom. That's how, that's how enslaved they want you to be. They want you to not even question it, to just go along with the matter. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to go along with this, uh, with this far, video. Go far ahead. removed from the, uh, you know, the great uh, Mulan movies and no. the great, you know, all the great <laughs> movies that we've seen growing up, man. Yeah, it's not like that right now. Don't open your windows or sing songs. It's crazy. You know when people use the phrase, oh, it's like 1984. Wow, it's like a communist gulag in the Soviet Union. Well, that's actually China right now, specifically in the area of Shanghai. In case you've been living under a rock, Shanghai is under complete lockdown. When I say lockdown, I'm not talking about, oh, you can't go to the park with your family because it's been roped off with caution tape. I'm not talking about you can't go have a beer with your friends inside of a pub. I'm talking about a lockdown where people are not allowed to leave their house. They're not allowed to get groceries. We're going to pause that real quick. So, yeah, so... The lockdown is going on in China. That's not like a regular lockdown. When people think about lockdown in America, like, oh, I can't go to the, I can't go to the bar. I can't, I can't go out with my friends. No, you can't go to the park. You can't go to the grocery store most times unless you have some type of exemption or something. Like, the average person cannot leave their home. So if you don't have no uh, food stocked up at your crib, what's going to happen to you? What's going to happen to your your family if you don't got no food, no water stocked up? These are the things that people should really start taking uh, very seriously in into consideration about what they should prepare for, about, you know what I'm saying, what they should uh, prepare their family for. How, how can, you know, how would you recommend somebody prepare for something like this? Right. Well, number one, <clears throat> food and water. Like, like we say, you always got to start off with food and water. So you might want to get a Costco membership, a Sam's Club membership, uh, you know what I'm saying, one of those restaurant depots. You need to go where they're uh, selling things in bulk. 
you need to buy things in bulk. You know what I'm saying? That's where you're going to get the best price. Because right now, food prices are at a historical high right now. It's just the war that's been going on in, in, in Ukraine and stuff. Uh, they, Ukraine grows like a, a 25% of the world's weed, like a huge percentage of the world's like corn and different things. So this is going to affect the the prices of the uh, of these commodities globally. And we're seeing this right now. So, yeah, so I would say, like, first, like, you got to buy things in bulk and start stocking them. Think about what you like to eat that is non-perishable and stock up on that. You know what I'm saying? And then get get water as well. Water is pretty simple. You just get as many gallons of water as you can get. Go ahead. All right, but, yeah, let's uh, get back into the video. Let's see what's going on. Hey yo, hey, let me say this too. The fact that they're using like they're deploying the military in civilian situations is very alarming. Like, mm -hmm. like in America, like you don't just see the army just up and down the street. Like right. they have they have police for that. But there's supposed to be a difference between the army dealing with the uh, a non like citizen threat and then the, the domestic police and the, and, the, and like the FBI and those agencies. They're supposed to be dealing with citizens. So the fact that China got the boots on the ground, like pushing people into buses, you're gonna see all types of things in here. But like that should be very alarming to people. Let them know that like China's not playing. They're not asking people to do this. They they moving people at gunpoint with soldiers. And, and to add on to that, which what is also crazy is, you know, we've spoken about like predictive programming. How many times have you seen these similar, mm -hmm. these similar videos, snippets on movies, whether it be I Am Legend, World War Z, uh, the one I can think about was 28 weeks later, 28 yeah, days later. Yeah. They get similar, very similar type footage, like the masks and all the, yeah, it's just mm -hmm. crazy how. And the uh, masks they're wearing, man, I. I don't even know how people are just really breathing through all the all the stuff they're wearing. Like, right, they're they're going so fanatical about this thing that it's, it really makes no sense. They're doing more harm in trying to slow down the spread of this uh, disease than the, the than the disease is doing itself. So this is, this is looking like a very coordinated effort. Like mm -hmm. this is this ain't no accident. This is something they've been planning to do, and they're just executing their plan. And it's made people soulless. It almost seems. Yeah, we're going to get into that, like some shock troopers on this thing, with people looking like stormtroopers the way they're doing these people. Families and the rest of the population. And I'm talking about a lockdown that is refusing to treat any sort of medical problem other than COVID. So people are dying of heart attacks, diabetes, and other health ailments. I'm talking about a lockdown that's killing people's pets inside of their apartments because they're worried that the pets are actually spreading COVID. But most importantly... I'm going to pause that. Yeah, they over there testing cats and dogs. You know what I'm saying? And if your dog, your cat tests positive or whatever, they're killing, they killing your, your pets. They over there beating dogs and cats to death. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to understand, too. Like, you don't even, like, your pets aren't even... They look at them as property of the state. Like, when in a communist uh, situation... The state feel like they control everything. They own everything. So they feel like, oh, your cat getting out of line? I have the right to kill your cat. I have the right to take away your kids. But we don't, we don't get into all that in this, this video. And it's crazy that the state has created, I know we'll get into it, but, you know, the people just administering, you know, are, are doing the, the bidding of, of mm -hmm. these people, you know, behind the, behind the scenes, behind the closed doors. And, you know, one thing I want to ask you about later is who's actually about running the scene, you know. Mm -hmm. but no, we don't get, in, we don't we don't get, get into that. that. We don't get into that. I'm talking about a lockdown that is separating parents from their children and assigning them to overworked nurses that cannot keep up. Yes, this is the inhumane crisis that is China's lockdown in 2022. Okay, anyone who's ever had a kid knows what it's like. 
when you've got a kid, especially a very young child, an infant, when they're breastfeeding, when they're young, kind of any time before they're like, I don't know, four to six years old, they're very dependent on being near to their parent. Yes. Okay. Can, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Before we get started, I just want to make a little warning as with your mother's third day. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're, we're not going to show anything. No, no, terrible. no, but I'm, I just want people to be emotionally ready because it's not yeah. like, it's not, you wouldn't turn on TV. It'd be pretty bad for them. Yeah, well, it, anyway. It'll make you upset. If your parent probably is. Yeah. Um, anyway, the fact of the matter is, what they've been doing, and here's the official notice in English that they passed around on uh, Weixin, which is WeChat. So I grabbed this off the official WeChat thing of the Shanghai something or other. They're, they're telling you the conditions under which you are allowed to accompany your child to quarantine. Mm -hmm. The conditions are basically only if you also have COVID. All right. Let me stop there. I want to give some background on these two dudes. Both of these dude, two dudes talking, they both lived in China for about a decade. They both speak and read Chinese. They're very familiar with the culture. Uh, so you're getting it from a perspective from people who have been there, who have lived there, who who have families with Chinese people. So we put this into perspective. They're telling people that if your child tests positive and they're testing infants, one month, two month olds, if your child tests positive for COVID, that uh, that they can take your child away from you. They can rip them away. And that's what we were seeing. There's a few scenes before that with all those kids with four or five different infants in one crib and stuff. It makes no sense if they're really infected with a disease, why would you put multiple sick kids in the same crib? It's neglect, you know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't care about these kids. They don't care about their citizens. So what's been happening is if a child, because everybody has to get tested. Remember, it's mandatory, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're like a... And mandatory testing, too. That, that's, against, that's really against your human right. Like, you have a right to say no to any medical procedure. But that's what I mean. The China don't care about your human rights. They don't care about your privacy. You're not testing, you're not mandatory testing me for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Either I want to do it or I do not want to do it. And that's the, that's what we have here in America. We have a free will. We have a choice. But if we lose this republic, if we lose these ideals that made up um, uh, America was built off of, then we're going to fall into a, a socialist communist state where an average person has no power over their life, has no power over what goes into their body. You know what I mean? A hundred-year-old grandma or a, a two-month-old baby even pets, they're literally testing cats and, yeah. and stuff, which we'll get into a little later because that's not me. Um, if the baby tests positive or the child tests positive, positive, they are taking the babies away and putting them in quarantine by themselves, away from the parents. Okay, so we're going to show you a couple of scenes here from some of these quarantine facilities. And I actually got in touch with some doctors in China to ask them what the hell this is all about. So let's take a look. attention to the fact that they've got like these cribs i suppose where they are, have multiple infants that to me at least look i don't know two two months old yeah. there's a lot of similarities to uh, i know there was a uh, x-men show um when they were like in the all, all the little kids were in like dungeons or something mm -hmm. wasn't that like an x-men movie or X Men TV show about like the, the kid, like the kids that were like in a concentration camp. Well, uh, Magneto and what and uh, and Professor X, they were in an actual concentration camp during World War Two. I remember that. I thought there was like something on Netflix. But either way, that's just what this this reminds me of. Just like the especially like the metal um, the metal cribs and everything. Oh, it's yeah. just kind of creepy. So. Yeah, and taking your kid away from you and your family, 
and right. putting them around a bunch of strangers, a bunch of kids they don't know with different infection levels. You don't know how your kid may be barely sick, but the kid next to you is really sick and it makes your kid sicker. Like, right. we don't really know what's going on here. So you have to understand, like, this isn't about health. This isn't about, you know what I'm saying, it's keeping the control. population healthy. This is about control. This is about setting a precedent for how we're going to treat you moving forward. Mm-hmm. All shoved in a crib. Now, apparently, um, what I was told through my communications is that for every 10 children, there's supposed to be one nurse. Okay? That's what it's supposed to be. That's obviously not the case because there have been some, some leaked footage of like, oh, 200 people attending. The math doesn't work. You know? um, it depends on what's going on, really. But what they're doing is you've got a situation where you've got overworked nurses. Anyone who's had to look after little infants and children knows how difficult it is to look after one. Never mind a hundred in a room or whatever the case may be. And it's the age that gets to me, you know? So here you've got a, a bunch of little newborns all stuck together. Here you've got a bunch of toddlers, probably like one, around about one years old. You've got wards that are just full of these, uh, of the children, right? Now, keep, I just wanted, in case you just tuned in, this is a situation with babies, infants, newborns, born away from their mothers and parents. They cannot come see their kids potentially for weeks. Yeah, and in some cases, given no effort. It, the biggest issue with this is that, let's just say in some bizarre... Does this make sense? Sure. I want you to understand the situation. You have all of these children being carted around taken away from the press. Can you imagine how traumatizing it is? Bro, and <clears throat> watching this is kind of crazy because, you know, they carting around all these children. My question is, I just wonder, like, how far they're going to push before the Chinese people rebel, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I do think if they did, if they took away people's children in mass in America, I do think there will be pe- there will be riots in the streets. I don't think it's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? And well, they're going to show they're right in the streets, but they don't got guns. And like, uh, so was, that's just what I was going to ask you. Do, the, do they have guns like we have out here? You see them? We're like the Wild West, you know. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the whole country is like the Wild West. I mean, most a lot of people have, even though the you know rules are right. You know, no, no, it's one hundred percent facts. People, uh, the government's much more apprehensive to do things out here because they know that people have guns. Like so, to take away people's children in mass in in, in modern America, that's not going to fly. Especially if you're doing it indiscriminately over on, on, over all nationalities in America, that's not going to fly. People are going to fight back. You know. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, in America, I mean, America, in China, they don't have a Second Amendment. Mm. You can't just have a gun out there like that. You really can't even have knives like that. So depending on what province you in. So these are things that be, uh, we should be very... Uh, How do gang? Do, do they still have gangs out there? Yeah, they got gangs. People get stabbed. There's more stabbings than this shooting. Okay. Well, I'm saying, stabbings. like, are gangs even... Do, you, or do we even know, like, how does this gangland work, you know, you know, how does that even work right now? Oh, right now with the lockdown. I mean, I'm not a I'm not an expert in Chinese gang culture, yeah, but uh, but I'm sure they're still there. True. But you know what I'm saying. But it's just the amount of power you're able to have, the way to protect yourself, comes with your ability to have uh, a weaponry. Like right. you know what I'm saying. Like, and that's what it is. Like when the, when the state feels like they own you, they feel like they can tell you 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 don't have a right to protect yourself. You know what I mean? And, I, and that's where we at in China. That's where they at in China. You feel me? Infrastructure is set up to allow proper care for these kids. 
Because what you're seeing is only the stuff that is even have has been allowed to be leaked, right? There is uh, there's been situations where the children have died, which yeah. we're going to be getting into. But listen, how are the nurse supposed to take care of twelve screaming babies? Like yeah, that? and like you said, what, what the footage that are coming out is what they allowed to come out is because China doesn't have a real internet; it has what's called an intranet. They have firewalls and all these things blocked off. You can't go on Google in China. You can't just go on YouTube in China. You can't just go on Twitter and stuff. Like These things are not as easily accessible because they don't want this type of information getting out. But Shanghai is a very international city. There's a lot of people there from different countries doing business, things of that nature. So we're seeing a lot of this footage. Was this from a, this was in, there's smaller towns just out of Shanghai that don't have an international presence. They don't have people there from other countries as, as much. You're not seeing what they're going through because most of this footage is coming from people who are in China but are not Chinese nationals. Mm-hmm. And, and, and China cannot police them the, the same way. Because they're nationals? Yeah, because they're not Chinese nationals, because they're not from China, not Chinese citizens. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is very interesting. Uh, question, how does it even, they, you know, kind of get to this point? Like, how long has it been since it's, you know, got to this point? Which has it been over 100 years, 200 years, 50 I years? Think China, I think communist China was in ni- the the official communist party took over in 1948, I want to say. Okay. So it was somewhere around there when Mao took over. But uh, but yeah, but you know Mao, he got his ideology from Lenin, who, who was communist. So it's it's all communist ties. But but like I said, they they've been in power about right after World War Two. Uh, right after World War Two, there was a lot of famine. There was a lot mm-hmm. of strife. There's a lot of chaos throughout the world. Throughout the world and in China, China. specifically, you know, because I mean, some parts of the world were doing. America was doing great right after World War Two. So. It just depends on where you're at globally. But yeah, a lot of the world was not doing great. It was in shambles. They felt the real effect of the world. The war wasn't fought in America. So we didn't feel none of the effects. We just got the economic boost of making things for the world. You know what I mean? So in China, like Japan was in China. Japan took over China. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they was in there really bombing them, taking over, like, you know what I'm saying? Doing all types of stuff. So they had, after that, they had it, they restructured. And that's when Mao comes out and all this. But I might have to do, we have to do a whole episode on Mao and a communist party and how they came to power because there's a lot of details that I'm not even 100% sure about off that off my head right now. But I, right. I do know how they came in power right after World War II. How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, look, there have been people that have went into the war and said the children are suffering from nappy ration or, you know, diaper ration, the right. usual things that would happen when they're sure. not looked after properly. Of course. But it's traumatizing, right? It's absolutely no, terrible. No mother or father is going to be able to deal with this. So, of course, there's been a lot of unrest as a result. Yeah. A lot of the protests and crazy stuff that you've been seeing is actually in taking people's children away, yes. right? You don't take someone's children away. And something that I've seen that makes me absolutely livid is that when people are having a discussion, I'm watching some of the, the paid Chinese government people work for them, right? yeah. uh, some of the foreigners, an American, an American in particular, basically saying, yeah, I could never put up with this. They're actually saying, yeah, this is absolutely insane, right? Yeah. But I can kind of see why they do. I can, I can understand why they're trying to Right. So he's referring to, like, a, there's a lot of American shields in China. China has paid a, a certain Americans that live in China to uh, be almost like a goodwill ambassador to the world for China. Mm. So they'll make little TikToks for China. They'll make, do little uh, YouTube videos trying to show the positive attributes of China. Uh, now, I'm not going to say there isn't any positives, but the state is doing that because there's a lot of negative things going on when you're taking away people's rights and things of that nature. 
of course it's going to be negative. So they have a lot of propagandists out there who are from Europe and America mm. you know, who are being paid to make China look as not as bad as they are. You know what I'm saying? And he has videos on his page, Lao Y86, like I said. If you want to look up his page, there's a lot of stuff on there talking about these shields and who's getting paid just to make China look good. So what you're saying in that situation is, me as an American, I, that's, you know, I wouldn't get paid. Yeah. But those Chinese people, they, that's fine for them. Yes, right? it's abhorrent to say something. But on a grand on a grander scale, no one in any country would be able to get this. This is yeah. it's pure madness. It's insanity, right? And the fact that the government has control over if you can have possession over your child or not is yeah. mind blowing. And it, I think it's. Let me say this: uh, if you're a U.S. citizen, I mean, in the, in the United States, like the. That corporation has control whether or not you have access to your children as well if you got them a birth certificate right. and a social security card. That's why you're the parental CPS, guardian. Right. right. Over here, there's, they're more slick about things over here. They do everything under the surface. So most people will have a social security number but not know what it's for. Most people will have a birth certificate printed on banknote paper but not know what it's for. So what, what they do over here is they... they own things in the, in the behind the scenes, and then if you mess up or something, they'll come and take your kids. So let's say that you get caught with drugs or something. You, you know what I mean? You get sent to prison. Your kids go into the system. That's because uh, you endangered their future tax base. When you say and, they, what do you mean by well, that? The United States Corporation. So if let's say you're you're harming your kids, right, and they take your kids away for abuse, mm -hmm. they took your kids away because your kids are the future tax base for the United States. When your, your son, your daughter turns 18, starts working and starts paying taxes, that's more money for them. So they're taking their kids away not because they really care about the kids' safety. Mm. They're taking them away because it's, it's, financial, it's a financial dollar, incentive. bottom line, right? Yeah, it's a financial incentive to take your kids away. And that's what CPS is for. So, But I get what he's saying. It's much more extreme in China. Mm -hmm. In America, they're trying to bring this stuff in under the surface, under the radar, and slowly change the culture. Slowly start to, to dumb, dumb the population down Exactly. As well, right? And get people focused on trivial things that don't really mean nothing when like they take away their... twerking stuff. Twerking, uh, you know what I'm saying, gay lives. rights, Black Lives Matter, all these different things that really don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things or, or, or organizations that are controlled by the people uh, who are in control of everything else anyway. So when they're you, doing their bidding. Question, like, just just to clarify on that, when you say don't mean anything, because I'm, I'm in agreement, but when you say by don't mean anything... Okay, I don't, I don't want to say don't mean anything. Everything... With that stuff has been legislated on as far as it's gonna go, really. Like you, you in America, you have the free will. Like nobody's stopping anybody from being gay. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's stopping anybody from doing uh, certain things if you do them in the right manner. Like you know what I'm saying? So, you in America, you have the free will to do what you want to do. It's like, what are you complaining about? Mm -hmm. They want us to focus on social issues that really don't mean anything in terms of like your your standard of living, your way of life, right. while they take away your free speech. Or they take away your, your right to bear arms. Or they take away fundamental things that allow um, uh, for people to have power in the in a republic. And themselves, right? Yeah, and, and over themselves. To empower themselves, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. Which is basically the the, from what I understand, uh, what a republic is. Right. Oh, in a republic, yeah, the republic, the people are sovereign. It represents the people. That's what republic means. So the people have the ultimate power. Right. And and communism. The state has ultimate power. Now, the state and communism really is usually a, a corporation set up to, to control the affairs of the people. So it's a corporation that's for-profit making money, you know what I'm saying, that is masquerading as a government. And that's, what, that's what's going on. One of those situations where people don't know, they don't look at statistics, so you don't, you don't realize that China is like number 177 out of 180. 
Hold on. Uh, look at their political. <laughs> these stats for China is crazy. Their political rights is like negative two or something. Like yeah. you know, it was saying, like the United States is like sixty something. Like it's not great if you because the people have been dumbed down to a certain extent that the political power has been stripped from them. But you could always get it back. You know what I'm saying? In America, you have a choice. As in America, you have the free you have the freedom to be powerful or powerless. You get to choose. In China, they just want to make everybody powerless. And, you know what I mean? No, I was just gonna say those are pretty. Um, are, are these? Would you consider these to be war tactics? On you know, the- hell yeah, this is war. Like you know, this is war on the people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, you saw they had the military boots on the ground. Like mm-hmm. they're involving the military. They're moving people around at gunpoint. This is war on the people. You know what I'm saying? But there's different types of war. Right? Yeah. So this isn't a war between two different countries. Might be a spiritual war. It might be an actual mm-hmm. war on you know uh, humanity. Like humanity. I think it's as a, as a, they're trying to control humanity. And I, thought, I think they're trying to cull humanity. I think there's a, a, a considerable effort to bring the population numbers down. And uh, in China specifically, because they have so much power and they have such a huge population, they're trying to see which way can we do it before the... How can we take away people's rights and, and liberties without full-blown rebellion? Right, without it, it really looking like... Mm-hmm. Like what it is, right? Exactly. How can we trick them into it? And how can we do it on paper, which is what I understanding they're trying to do it. Um, how, we can kill. They can kill us on paper, right? Well, you don't. I mean, if you're or a U.S. Us, right, yeah, they paper. could control people in, through paper. Like they put people in a word matrix. Right. They get you identifying with things that don't have any power they, or have mm-hmm. no status or have no standing. So once you start doing that, then the state, the, through their indoctrination, they've made you into a powerless person by your own omission, by your own speech. You and know this what I'm is what, This is probably what China, uh, to some degree, went through. Uh, yeah, I think there was more of a military coup. I think it was more of a, like, you know what I'm saying, like they starved so many people out because it was a huge famine. A huge famine in the 1940s and 50s in China. Like, they millions just, of people died. And they didn't know how to grow food uh, out there? No, you know what's crazy? They... They were telling them to kill like certain wildlife and certain things like they was making the uh, the food much harder to grow. Like, you know, what I'm saying like so like they like uh, it was like a, they killed all the birds or something. They killed like one specific animal mm. that like broke up, like broke down the chain. And like so like they had a, a huge barren field and stuff. I, I will do a whole, uh, a whole episode on it. No, but there was I mean, a huge famine. Again, that's but these are the kind of war tactics that they've been using. And, you know, I think that's important for people to know that. You know, it's not all, you know, hunky-dory, you know, uh, to our partners in the East. Right, yeah, no, it's not. Just think, oh, it's just a different country, right? Yes. That's when statistics start to make sense, because the actual control of the government wants they can do anything. They can take your free two-month-old infant child away from you, tear it away from the mother and father, a breastfeeding young child who needs the care that, you know, so much care at that age. And throw them in a random bed with a bunch of other screaming infants, all with different various diseases or levels of COVID infection, or whatever the case may be, in a quarantine facility where you have no control over what's going on. Now, when I did speak to the people in China, the, the doctors in China, they said it's kind of like a lottery. If you've got a, a, a good nurse that's looking after the baby, sure. they will call the parents and let them do like video chats and stuff. But that's rare. They're running ragged. They don't have time to do this. Look, again, it's not the nurses and the doctors' faults here. No, no. And I have to stand on their side because Me they're too. forced into this situation. Exactly. Yeah. Let me get into that. Like, well, yeah, so, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but they say it's not that they're, they're forced into it, but it's not only that. Like, it has to, I feel, feel like it's even deeper than forcing somebody than that because 
to some at some point they were still human. You know, they still had feelings and emotions, but mm-hmm. either that was they were, you know, like they said, forcefully done or like something in the head they were tricked. You know, mm-hmm. or yeah, I think most colors. of it's just forced. Like I, I think most of it's just very forceful because, like I said, like mm-hmm. they'll kill you over there with no like they'll go to other countries to kill Chinese nationals. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing for them to kill you. You know, you feel me? So like, and you're working directly for the state most of the times with these mm-hmm. these doctors and these nurses. They may not want to take your children away. They may not want to be in a situation because with all these kids, most of these nurses, they ain't getting no sleep. They ain't, and, and these kids ain't getting the proper care. You know what I'm saying? And they don't want that for them children. But most of these doctors are put into the situation by the government. And this is this is what happens when you give the government too much power. This is what happens when you give up your private rights and your human rights mm-hmm. or you allow them to take them from you. Because I'm not saying that Chinese people willingly gave up their rights. It, it was taken through military force. You know what I'm saying? But this is what happens. You know what I'm saying? This is why we got guns in America. Like, there's there's a reason the average person should have a gun in America. If you're a grown man in America, you should have a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should carry it on your own every day. Like what you do with that is your problem. But in your house, you should have a gun. You know what I'm saying? For situations like this. What if it's not the government? It could be some regular kidnappers. You know what I'm saying? I want your kids. Like, any situation could happen. But in, a, in another country where they want you to rely completely on the, uh, on the uh, state police for your safety... Nah, I can't dig. I can't. I can't jive with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I just, I just hope people really understand the, uh, what's going on in China, and how we're slowly starting to fall into some socialism. Like you know what I mean? And what, and what the dangers of that might be if we really go full fledged socialist, if we ever do that. They have no control over that. The government says you must do this. Sure. Okay. It's absolutely awful that this is going on. You know? Yeah. Now, now look. There's been a specific video that went viral around um, uh, you know the Chinese internet which has sparked something which we'll talk about in a little bit here. It sparked an official denial and this video over here what you're seeing here is a mother completely freaking out. Okay for those of you who don't understand. Okay we're going to show this clip. It's pretty Yeah of course we censor everything. And that's she's freaking out because her her child is dead. Okay that's something you don't want to go now you can see i don't know if that's the husband or the boyfriend or somebody else. all right so yeah so as, as i heard about the story and this 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 tiktok went so viral that the shanghai government had to issue a, a statement on it because allegedly this woman killed herself allegedly they took her child we don't know what happened wanted the child was in the, the government's custody next time she saw her child her child was no longer living and allegedly this woman later on took her life the next day killed herself wow yeah because of what because of what they did to her kid think about the grief she's going through you know what i mean so you, you gotta really put these things in perspective like what was this was you what if that was your daughter your son how would you feel you know what i'm saying uh this what's going on in china really is a threat to human rights all across the world you know what i mean and it really has to be highlighted and uh because China, we're doing so much business with China. We've given them so much power over the last 30 years, and this is what they're doing with it. You know what I'm saying? China will not have this economic power or the military might to do the things they're doing to their citizens if America wasn't funneling billions and billions of dollars to them every day so, that, so they can make stuff for us. We put them in positions of power, and this is what they're doing with that government power on their own people. You know what I mean? It's sad. Over there is shouting for medical staff to come help. 
want you to pay attention to the stormtrooper over there. See, the stormtrooper over there is just standing there. He doesn't do a thing. Whoops. Not my problem, right? What are you doing? How are you not help saving the, the life? The yeah, life? exactly. Just walk away. So this, I just have to say that this particular situation sparked off quite a thing because this video went viral and allegedly the woman committed suicide after this, okay? This is allegedly, we can't confirm. And it went so viral that um, the, the Shanghai government actually had to release a, um, a, a statement to say, no, it's with, fake. With no proof. Yeah, no proof. Oh, it's fake. It's not true. Right. They put out an official statement that says the baby was actually fine. He rescued in the pediatric clinic. It's alleged. They're lying. So, like, I saw this video uncensored. That child was lifeless. So this is a, this is the, the amount of uh, the lengths they'll go to cover up, cover up their government crimes. They will lie to a city of 10, 15 million people and expect you to buy it just because they don't they don't want the world to know what's really going on behind closed doors when they got these kids in custody. We're going to see some more stuff. When they're testing these kids, they brutal with these testing. This ain't no spit test. They putting this Q-tip six, seven inches up their nose. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to get into it because there could be some casualties off that too. dealing with again is they're dealing with the aftermath of this the pushback that they receive when something goes viral they're not dealing with the root cause of the problem which is this ridiculous zero covid policy that has led to all these mishaps so anyway take it for what it is that went viral it got scrubbed off the internet it caused a hell of a lot of a stir and so it caused yeah. and once you think about how how full is a zero uh COVID policy is like it's like what if you had a zero flu policy or or, or a zero you know what I'm saying uh, influence or a zero pneumonia policy like there's going to be different ailments in a population of millions of people you can never get rid of all colds or all sickness right. you know what I'm saying in this society in these cities with the food that they feeding us right. you can never get rid of all this sickness and all this stuff so to have a zero uh, policy on the, on this uh, disease or on this uh, this virus to have a zero policy it's just a precursor. It's an excuse to do what they're doing right now because mm. they knew there was going to be at least one positive test. Like you, right. And it's mandatory testing. So they're testing a billion people. So they're testing over a billion people in China, and they're saying if we get one positive test, we're locking everybody back down. And who's to say that these tests that they've done are accurate, Who, which is more important to me. Exactly, exactly. Who's to say that these PCR tests they're giving out which aren't supposed to be used the way they're using them, the the person, the the uh, inventor of the test said that they're not supposed to be used this way. So they could be easily getting false positives here and there. Right. And if you got a zero policy, so you get one false positive, you might not even be double checking because you're like, oh, that's my excuse to go in. I could take these kids, I could put them on lockdown. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so these citizens who what it really is, and maybe I can get a couple thousand that won't be around no more. You know what I'm saying? I could call call the herd. You feel me? You know, I can I can round up some of dissidents, some people who not really. Messing with the government, and while everybody indoors, 
They can't see who I'm taking away. You mm. know what I'm saying? All these things could be going on over there in China. They are going over there in China. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just sad to see. Oh, this was brutal. Look at this. Did you see how far up that Q-tip was up that little kid's nose, bro? Yeah. That Q-tip was, I mean, it was so brutal with it, so rough with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Think about, think about this. You a nurse and you testing these little kids and you, you doing all this. You don't know. You could be scrambling these kids' brain. Like, it's been confirmed deaths. From multiple infants from just the COVID tests. Just the tests. You know what I'm saying? Because they put those things too far up their noses and it broke the blood brain barrier because they're so young, the tissue up their nose is very it's very thin. So they're literally scrambling these kids' brains with this test, yo. Like And not to even tell what's really what's really even on the on the test. Yeah, right? And they don't tell you what's on the Q tip. They got they got a little a little gel on that Q tip with some something, things in it. A little something for you. A little some little little might spike you, you know what I'm saying? A little, yeah. little, little, a little spike protein for little, you, you know what I mean? A little Trojan horse. You feel me? So these are all things that but uh, this is this that is like that that woman should like be hurt, bro. Like that's not that's not okay. Okay, no, it's the way they doing these kids, bro. Unfortunately, both Simok and myself have seen a video of a dead infant that died. Yeah, that died because of uh, a test. Okay, and of course, when you've got a very young child like that, if you wrap and you shove a thing in there like that, you can. Yeah, you can go through the soft tissue. They're too young, and it can go into their brain. And uh, we've seen the video. We can confirm the video. The child is dead, and this is just another one of these horrible things that have resulted. Okay, so um, again. We've seen the video ourselves, so we can confirm seeing the video. We're not going to show that. We don't no. want to show that kind of thing. It's just, we absolutely have to let people know what we're being shown, what we're witnessing, um, because it's important for people to understand that this is not some amazing situation where the Chinese government is helping everyone out and being sort of so nice to everyone, helping by looking after everyone's health. It's a disgusting, disgusting thing that's happening. The crazy thing is that right after we aired this, we got messages from people that said, finally, the government of Shanghai was allowing the parents to be with their children regardless of their COVID infection status. Yeah. Now, yeah. So you see, uh, and it went viral. So now they want to change their policies and stuff. And that, and that's what that's what China does. They uh, they don't respond to their population, to their citizens. They respond to world pressure, like people outside of China condemning China for their human rights violations, you know what I'm saying? Because what they were doing is, is totally gutless, you know what I'm saying? It's like it, you're taking advantage of an entire population of people just because you feel like you can. And uh, like I said, the human rights violations going on in China, is, America is not comparable. Like there's bad things going on in America, don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? Right. But what's going on in China is not comparable, bro, you know what I'm saying? And um, if any if anybody in China, you know what I'm saying, are you watching this, bro, like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm on y'all's side. You feel me? I'm not against well, the Chinese people. Let me ask I'm against you, the way of government. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Do you think they should switch up their tactics? Like, at this point, is it like you have to, you know, um, what do you have to prepare for? Like violent revolution? Is that what right, you're saying? exactly. I mean, what, what, what I think, of, let me say this. 
every communist state has been born from violent revolution and leads to violent revolution mm. because the the nature of it in itself is taking away your free will you don't you don't have a say so on whether the the state controls everything it just does mm. you don't have a say so on whether you you control your kids the state just does it so over over time it's going to lead to violent revolution whether it's this generation whether it's two generations from now it's going to happen that's all communist states lead to violent revolution. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they're all born from violent revolution. You feel me? So it's just people taking advantage of the, of the poor, taking advantage of the downtrodden, the ignorant, and selling them a dream like, oh, yeah, we could take the money from the rich and we'll all uh, spread it evenly. No. The people in control of the party are going to be in control of the resources, dummy. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to let everybody just, <laughs> oh, we're going to spread it all evenly. No, the people in charge of the money is going to be people who are going to stay be in charge of the money. And you just ain't going to own nothing. They're going to take your stuff away. The average person, the poor person, the middle class person, they're going to take your stuff away. But the elites, these elites ain't giving up nothing in no revolution, no communist revolution. They're not like, trying to let you get free. No, no. You're not getting free. Like, not in that way. Hey, they're not getting free without KT. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to put it, you know what I'm so you can get free on your own, yeah, 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 but I'm yeah. here to help. You feel me? Yes, sir. Before everyone celebrates and says, wow, this is a great example of Chinese policy change, it in fact is the exact opposite. The Chinese government doesn't behave itself because people rise up and say, we want the government to listen, like a democracy would. The government only responds when pressure gets so high, when international spotlights are so bright, or when the threat of an actual revolt is so palpable that they can't bear it anymore. The Chinese government responds by treating a small symptom rather than the disease at hand. Because the thing is, if this happened anywhere outside of Shanghai, which is a very international city, you wouldn't have heard about it. Because the media blackout is so severe around China that information rarely gets out. And the government, you better believe me, would absolutely adhere to its original principles and not listen to anyone or institute policy change because they don't have to. Look what's happening to the Uyghurs in Western China. There's a huge international spotlight that's trying to show the world that there is a genocide happening right now. But it doesn't matter because there is no... Yeah, but the Uyghurs in Western China, if you don't know about that, those are people in Western China who are, they're an ethnic minority and they're mostly Muslim. They're, mo you know what I'm saying? So they're not only are they running these people up and they're uh, putting them in concentration camps, especially the, the grown men, with the children, they're teaching the children. They're not allowed to speak their their native language in the schools. Wow. They're not, yeah, they're not allowed to, uh, you know, praise Allah. They're not allowed to, you know, what I'm saying to have their religion. So that and that's also comes with a communist state too. They take away the religion because they do not want anything above you but the state. You know what I'm saying? Because if you have a belief in a higher power, that's gonna that's gonna embolden you. That's gonna give you confidence. Gonna let you know that like I don't have to listen to these people. Like I have a creator that that that's the only person I have to listen to. So this is this is what the communist state does. It, it breaks down the it breaks down the family, it breaks down the, the, the whatever spiritual system you have going on, breaks down your beliefs, and it, and it breaks down your culture, and it forces you to assimilate to the greater society. You know what I'm saying? No one there to document it. China has blocked out all journalists and has claimed to the rest of the world that in fact there is no genocide. So have they actually made any policy change in China? Absolutely not. They've just changed the way they've done the propaganda. When you get outside of places like Shanghai, the people have no voice. The people have no sway over anything. And these archaic lockdowns, and much, much worse human rights abuses that the Chinese government commits, 
continue to go on to this day. The Chinese government never treats the actual problem, which is the fact that the Chinese people have no rights and rank at the bottom of the world for nearly every index of freedom. That's the disease. The symptoms don't matter. And unfortunately, the only way we can get the Chinese government to behave is to name, shame, and put them on display when they do something so inhuman. <laughs> Right. So in the, in the very beginning of the pandemic, there were some doctors who first, uh, uh, when they were first testing patients who saw the virus the first, and they wanted to to uh, tell people about it, right, to warn the world, right? They uh, they convicted those people, right, of spreading false information. They imprisoned those doctors simply for trying to tell people about a virus that they 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 saw that they tested for. So you know what I'm saying, like, and I and I and the more and more I, we further and further we get into this so-called pandemic, the more and more um the research is leading the research is leading me to believe that this was created, that the virus was you know genetically modified, enhanced to you know what I'm saying to uh to be to infect human hosts, and that this is not an accident. The Chinese government, in tandem with these with these world elites, some of them working for the American government, they knew what they were doing with this with this virus. And uh, I, I think it's no coincidence that when doctors uh, uh, came out trying to warn the world before the, the script wanted to warn the world, before the propaganda wanted to tell everybody, they put them people in prison just for doing their job. Bad social influence, right? <laughs> and look at all, all these news stations saying the same thing. It's very similar to America. You can do the same thing with American broadcasting. They're all, it's all an agenda. They're all on the same page, all owned by the same companies. All pushing the agenda, all touting every, the same talking points. Oh, nothing, control everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> over and over again. They want y'all to know the laws and the regulations where you can't be free. You know what I'm saying? They gonna, they gonna send a drone out there to tell you you're not free. That's just good. It's crazy. They'll spread rumors. They don't want you spreading the truth. Harmonious cyberspace. That's that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Want to build a harmonious cyberspace. That's just a way for them to censor people and censor, you know, the internet as it is and keep, you know, Keep as much information away from the people. So, yeah, so that's what's going on in China right now. And that's some video evidence. I also have a, a article here in the Times, right? It goes, my daughter was alone in the hospital for five days. Chinese parents protest child separation for COVID-19. Right? So yoga instructor Jenny Tao was home with her husband with two kids in their one-bedroom Shanghai apartment last month. She got a phone call. She and her husband, a community health worker, had tested positive for the COVID. 
Uh, they were taken to a special hospital uh, for COVID patients with their three-year-old son and also tested positive. However, this 10-year-old daughter tested, their 10-year-old daughter tested negative and was sent on her own to a quarantine medical center. So listen to this. So the, the daughter was negative. And they took her just because the parents were positive. So your daughter, your, your son could be completely healthy and they take him to a quarantine, right? Where there might be kids who aren't healthy. So they probably might get sick anyway. You know what I'm saying? So think about how stupid this is. When she tested positive the next day, she went, uh, she was sent to the hospital, but to a separate ward from the rest of the family. So the next day she tested positive. And that's what we're talking about, these false positives. So one day she negative, next day she positive. She could have been negative and y'all put her around somebody who was positive. Well, you know? And even still, just the whole mind state of having somebody else tell you your state of being and how your body is and who, what, what is considered to be healthy and what is considered to be safe and how the body really works. You mm -hmm. know, it, there's, there's multiple levels that they get people, but that's another way is, you know, people looking for somebody else for health or for, you know, for them to get them out, exactly, know, out of the exactly. situation. A lot of people, you know, unfortunately have been so taken away from nature or from the creator and from nature, well, obviously in nature, healing the body itself or mm -hmm. how it really works and how it's supposed to be in, you know, right. um, homeostasis. So exactly. um, just it's it's crazy how they've been br broken down and people have been brainwashed to believe that, oh, this because this little, this number, this little checkbox says, hey, uh, this means you're healthy or, hey, today you're, you're, you're false, so you're good to go. You're good right. to go here. You're good to go there. Oh, but tomorrow... No, it's it's positive, so you got to stay in your house. You can't do nothing. Yeah. It's like you're a child again, and the state becomes your or parent. Or a minority, right? Man, yeah. The state becomes your parent, and you know what I'm saying? And, and they try to police what you do. She goes on, my daughter was alone in the hospital for five days, says Tao. We made many phone calls. They kept saying that the kids have to go to the children's ward and there's staff there to take care of them. But in reality, there was no one taking care of our daughter. All the kids in the ward, ward had to take care of themselves. The situation in the ward was a bit chaotic and they barely saw any nurses except at mealtimes. Tao and her husband texted with her daughter regularly, trying to support her from afar. Eventually, after calling uh, different departments several times a day, a doctor approved her daughter's transfer so the family could be together. So she actually had a very light situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? She was able to get her daughter back. I've, I've, I've read our, our different articles where you they didn't see their kids for much longer than five days. China's dynamic zero-COVID policy requires those who test positive, including infants and children, to isolate in quarantine facilities or hospitals with no family contact. The practice has been carried out in cities throughout China since the beginning of the pandemic. An Israeli businessman who asks that his name not be used for fear of backlash from authorities tells Time that two of his children, aged 9 and 13, were isolated in a Shanghai hospital for a month after testing positive in March 2020. Health workers in hazmat suits arrive at their door in the middle of the night to take them away. See, this is different. I, I, you're not showing up in the middle of the night to take away my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, Without uh, repercussions. It's like, uh, that's just not going to happen. But uh, but in China, they think they can do that to you. In China, they, they, you know what I'm saying? They look at their their uh, their citizens as peasants, peons, people to be, you know what I'm saying, trampled upon, people to be taken advantage of. Pawns. Mm -hmm, pawns, you know what I'm saying, things of that nature. And I just, I just really want the American people to really see what's going on and how some governments look at them. And, and maybe, think, maybe uh, start thinking about how your government looks at you, you know what I'm saying? And could this possibly be coming to a city near you? And if it is, you might want to prepare.
I had to wake them up and tell them, boys, you're a positive and you have to go to the hospital, he says. That was really heartbreaking for me. A fast-moving outbreak of the Omicron variant in Shanghai, mainland, China's most populous and international city. So this is the biggest city in the country. is demonstrating the drawbacks of the government's approach to the virus. The entire city of 25 million people went into lockdown on April 1st after some 10,000 cases were detected. Since then, public anger has begun bubbling and spilling over onto both domestic and international social media. Public transport has been suspended. So has the use of private vehicles, making it difficult for people with medical conditions to access doctors and hospitals. Let me say this, because you can't drive a car in Shanghai. You got a car, you oh, you, you, you ain't moving nowhere. I've seen people, I've seen pictures of people walking down the highway, the freeway, completely empty because they ran out of food. And they're they trying to find, they're trying to walk to another city just to get food on, on, a, on a completely empty freeway. In a, in a city of 25 million people to let you know how, how, how shut down things really are over there. Like, Barren. Yeah, it's not no game. Um, you know, public trans So many residents have reported trouble getting food to feed their families. People have been forced to organize bulk orders for sharing with their neighbors, and the informal bartering system has been established in many housing communities. People taking care of people. You know what I'm saying? The government ain't going to help you. Not. And I hope, really hope people hear this. The government is not going to save you. You know what I'm saying? You need you need to save yourself and then help your family save themselves, uh, your friends as well. But beyond that, like, you shouldn't be looking for a savior. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's not coming. You Why do you think people feel that the government... Um, is going to save them because they've been fed platitudes their whole life. Like the government's been like, "Oh, we'll take care of you." And to say this, America's a nanny state. So, uh, social security number, food stamps, Section Eight. Like if you're in dire straits, like people in America expect the government to pay for them. But in, in a republic, that's not what's supposed to be. Like in a republic, the government's only supposed to protect the borders and protect your rights and enforce contracts. They're not supposed to be taking care of your kids. Not supposed to be teaching your kids, feeding your kids. You know what I'm saying? Giving you a place to stay. That's not the government's role. That's your role as a, a human being, as a free man. If you want to be a free man, you got to take full control over yourself and over your life. You know what I'm saying? If you don't do that, you want you want the government to do that for you, then you lose your status as a free man. You're no longer a free man. You're under somebody else's uh, care, thus you're under somebody else's jurisdiction. You feel me? So that that's really what it comes down mm. to. Pe people willingly giving in, giving up their rights and willingly looking for the government to save them because they may have grew up they may have grew up in a situation where the government really provided for them. It wasn't their mom? It wasn't their dad? The government put food on the table. The government paid the rent. They went to the public school. The government taught them how to read. Their mom ain't teach them how to read and teach them how to add. Their parents they teach them nothing. They had to learn everything either in the school or on the streets. So a lot of people are looking at the government to save them. When, when the ultimate thing goes down, when there's when a really big crisis comes down, the government's not going to show up. It's too many people. It's too many people, and they have priorities, and, and their they, priorities and are the elites. And they create the disasters more times than and, not. Yeah, and these disasters more times than not are created to come to bring about a certain outcome. You know what I'm saying? To, a lot of times it gets you to surrender a certain right, to surrender uh, a certain was a status quo, you know what I mean? Mm. They get you very desperate, you know what I'm saying, in, in a situation where... they convenient and get, you know, they make us think about convenience as well. Exactly, like, because we, I mean, Americans live obedience. off of convenience. Yeah, Americans live off convenience, you know what I'm saying? So, 
uh, when that convenience is taken away, um, we're going to see Americans may, may really freak out because there's a, a food shortage coming. Like, I just really hope people have been preparing. It's been it's come out of Joe Biden's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Come out of Kamala Harris' mouth. It's been coming out of multiple people saying that like, there's a food shortage coming before they talked. But they already acknowledged it. So if they acknowledged it, what do you think is going to happen? There is a food shortage coming. And in America, where you feel like you, I could just hop on Uber Eats, I could just hop on DoorDash, give me something to eat real quick. What if that ha- you can't do that? Or what if those prices triple? What if the price of ordering DoorDash triples? What if the price of ordering Uber Eats quadruples? I know what they can do. You know what I'm saying? What can they do, DJ? <laughs> Finesse Farms growing classes at the Little Shop of Hydro's coming soon. There it is, coming soon. Y'all need to get y'all need to start preparing, preparing, preparing. Also, learning. You know what I'm saying? Going back to the to the to the to the books and learning how to grow your own food and start preparing and um, being being more diligent about what you're doing with your time on the weekends as well. Exactly, exactly. So she goes on, right? But the child separation policy has a particular source of anger. Uh, parents began openly calling to end the policy after videos of unaccompanied infants crying in a Shanghai hospital went viral online. Articles arguing against separation were posted online by medical professionals, lawyers, and therapists. Foreign diplomats from more than 30 countries sent letters to the government to protest the practice. That's really what made them change it. Those foreign diplomats from 30 countries, that's what made them change it. An online petition that uh, circulated for a few hours was censored as many critical posts on social media, but many others have remained online. On Tuesday, the U.S. ordered all non-essential government staff to leave Shanghai, citing the outbreak and the restrictions on the city. So the United States said, hey, we got to get everybody out of there because not just the outbreak, the city is going crazy. They're putting these restrictions on people. It's, it's dangerous just to be there because it's hard to survive. It's hard to get water. It's hard to get food. Officials have now made uh, what could be a rare concession, announcing on April 6th that some children who tested positive will not be separated from their parents. Since the pandemic began, China's uh, case numbers have been kept low compared to the rest of the world of exacting uh, zero COVID restrictions. And to a large extent, its people have supported stringent pandemic measures. Tight controls are one reason China has reported some of the lowest numbers of COVID-related deaths since the beginning of the pandemic, really because they're playing with the numbers. <laughs> A comprehensive vaccination plan, uh, program is another, with some 87% of the population fully vaccinated. Yo. Wow. That's crazy because 87% of China, that's like three Americas. <laughs> Like, you know, it was like, think about $1.4 billion. Think think about the amount of uh, manpower, the amount of of efficiency, and the amount of obedience you have to have to get a a country of 1.4 billion people vaccinated at an 87% rate. That boggles the mind. To do that in a year, year and a half, that really, that's how you know that there were infrastructure set up to make that happen. That's not something that just happens overnight or they get surprised, off, caught off guard, and they built. They had an infrastructure to make this happen before because 87% is a crazy number. If it's to be believed, they could be lying. You know what I mean? It's probably not 87%. It's probably lower because I know they lying about the numbers here in America too. But, but let's say we believe that number. That's crazy, right? The figure includes the 84 million children aged 3 to 11 who have received two shots by November. Mortality has also been low. Up until March, China recorded fewer than 5,000 deaths, the large majority from early 2020. 5,000 deaths. They lying. I'm telling you. <laughs> they lying about these numbers. 
with such manageable figures, health authorities have been able to closely track uh, each case to prevent widespread transmission. But the surge in cases brought by the highly transmissible Omicron variant poses enormous challenges. Although an overwhelming majority are asymptomatic as of April 11th, Shanghai was reported over 180,000 cases since its outbreak began in early March. By comparison, the city noted fewer than 4,500 cases the first two years. So, <laughs> so in two years, they, they tested everybody, they got 4,500 positives. In the last couple of months, they got 180,000. Now, uh, there could be multiple reasons for this. They're, they're playing with the test, you know what I'm saying, playing with the numbers. Or, the, or this new variant really is more uh, transmissible, but but what I really want to uh, uh, really want to focus on is just is these things don't make any sense. Like they're asymptomatic, so most of the people who are testing positive have no symptoms. They're not sick. They're not coughing up or not, you know what I'm saying. So how you know they're really sick other than the the positive test that they're showing you on a piece of paper? You know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just, you know, a lot of people have been broken down so so much from stress and just, you know, the last three, four years has just been crazy stress on a lot of people. So, and and then a lot of people get in that rush and fear state, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Say, you know. And speaking of fear state is what she says. So she says, Shanghai's outbreak has now exceeded the 2020 outbreak in Wuhan where the virus uh, was first discovered. But for many residents, the fear of getting COVID is no longer about being sick. It is about the disruption to their lives that regulations entail. Mm. For parents, that means the dread of being separated from their children. Public health officials have maintained the policy of separating families. It's necessary to stop the transmission of the virus. Now, like you said, people living in fear. But it's not fear of, of little, this bug that's going around. It's the fear of the government. What they're going to do in response to this, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, they they, they taking kids away from their families. They doing all this extra stuff. It's really it's really not it's not necessary, right? It's not necessary, and they're taking advantage of the people. You know what I'm saying? Among the critics of family separation is Juan Lee, an uh, existing professor of psychology at New York University, Shanghai. Children or their families should never be subjected to this kind of stress that might have a long-term impact on the child development and family functioning under any kind of circumstances, she said. Keeping parents and students separated is simply counterproductive on all parts. The Israeli father, whose children were separated from him in 2020, says seeing these recent videos have brought back bad memories for him and his family. Back then, I could I could understand nobody knew what was going on, he says. But after two years, I would expect somebody to think a little bit deeper about the fact that people will be traumatized by this experience, and it's shocking that nobody's thinking of this aspect. Well, Mr. Israeli father, they want you traumatized. They want you. They want you scared. They want you traumatized. They, you know what I'm saying? They want you looking for a way out. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to be that savior. They want to be the person that can say, "Oh, we'll help you," and just so they can put all these restrictions on you, put all these things on you, because they want to control your life completely. They want to control the people. You know what I'm saying? His younger son developed anxiety issues while in the hospital, and a therapist had to call, be called in to help. Even today, the father said his son remains anxious about mandatory tests. I bet he does. Since the latest ruling, at least some parents are now permitted to accompany children who test positive to quarantine facilities, no matter, matter the uh, COVID-19 status. Parents of children with special needs can also apply to stay with them if they sign an agreement saying they understand the health risks. On April 5th, Chinese media reported that some 
uh, people in the quarantine facility wouldn't accept children with their parents. Jenny Tao, who was released from the hospital with her family the same day, uh, the announcement was made, says it's a positive development. I'm glad to hear about the change, he says, because children, especially young children, need their parents to be taken care of. But while speaking with the Times after the government stated, uh, statement was released, one parent heard that her, his son's classmates had tested positive. The family remains unclear whether the child will be sent to a quarantine facility alone. Yeah, I guess seeing your kids in relapse alone. Juan Lee says parents and experts who read the wor wording closely remain unsatisfied with the statement and that the fear of separation remains real. There are just a lot of unknowns there, she says. There is a very little information on how exactly that would be executed. I see no signs that this issue was effectively solved. So, yeah. They gave him a platitude. He said, "Okay, yeah, y'all, 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 uh, causing an uproar and all that. We'll, we'll put out a vague statement that alludes that we won't take your kids no more, but doesn't exactly say that. So we still leave the we still leave the door open. We still leave the opportunity open. Uh, you got any words, DJ? Anything you want to say? Yeah, man. Just uh, during these times, I know there's a lot of wizardry. There's a lot of magic, yeah. a lot of evil out there. A lot of there. witchcraft going on. Right, but <laughs> you know, more now more than ever, just per usual, I'm gonna keep saying it." Um, come together with people and, and with similar ideals and start to build because um, times are, as we've been seeing, are crazy as always. But, you know, it's really just right, kind of right, right there in our faces. We're just doing a little bit of digging with the elevated and melanated. So, mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, uh, make sure you guys stick together with people. Um, and remember, love will out, not fear. Um, fear has to work every day. Love is just natural, so... Um, keep that in your heart and I think that that, that keeps me strong so um, but yeah I would just say keep building keep grinding and um, stay disciplined for sure for sure and, and I just want to say to all my people watching this you know who are maybe leaning to the left maybe um, social justice warriors out there I hope you really understand what what it really will really mean to have a communist state I know you may feel like uh, capitalism especially in its current firm current form following colonialism you may feel capitalism has done you wrong taken advantage of you your, your whole life and all that but you also have to understand that uh, participating in capitalism is a choice you have the freedom not to you know what I'm saying? Like, you could just go off into the woods and live by yourself, like, and not interact with people. You have that freedom here. You can't do that in China. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You can't just you can't just do that without, without certain um, things put in place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so when people say that oh, capitalism is bad and all this, well, we can we can uh, we can for sure analyze capitalism for its good and its bad, especially in its current form, because this what we're seeing right now isn't a pure free market. It's not pure capitalism. It's there's colonialism mixed in because who controls the money? European Jews. They, they <laughs> so so they're manipulating things behind the scenes. But if we have pure mercantilism where everybody can uh, trade and, and they choose who they do business with, that's where the person has the ultimate free will. You have the unlimited ability to contract. That's what free will is. You can choose to do business with somebody. You can choose not to do business with somebody in America. In a communist state, they tell you who you have to buy your food from. They tell you who you have to buy your car from. You know what I'm saying? They say, like, you can only make this amount of money. If your company gets this big, the state will take it over. You no longer have any control over it. These are the differences that, that, that happens when a communist state takes over. So I really hope people really are seeing the consequences of living in a completely communist state and what that means. And maybe they look at the current system we have here 
hear. And I'm not saying that don't, don't critique it. There are issues, but also understand that the people themselves are feeding into those issues. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is making the American people be choose to be this ignorant. There is forces and temptations that make you this ignorant, but you don't have to choose to be it. You, got, you want to say something? DJ? Yeah, I was going to say, eloquently said by, by you. Um, very, very, very passionate. I feel the feel that. Um, and I was just going to say, if anybody ever has questions, um, you know, for KTNOS, a lot of information just to, you know, kind of, you know, sum up in yeah, an comment, hour. Yeah, but, comment on the well, video. Comment, but also um, one thing I was thinking about doing is like having, you know, having town halls or having us come together. Um, as groups, so if you guys ever, uh, if that's ever something you guys want to do, just let us know. Obviously, comment, support, um, but also let us know if that's something you would want to do in the in the in the future. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get a town hall going. We're gonna get some meetings going. Get uh, meet with people in person. You know what I'm saying? Especially because the city's growing so much. You know what I'm saying? Out here in Arizona, where you have where you have the most rights. I want people to understand this too. Like we live in Arizona, right? Arizona ain't really really locked down like that ever. Like you feel me? Like you know what I'm saying? Out here, you, you could buy an ounce of weed and you buy a gun in the same day and it's completely legal. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, and, and, the, and the, because the way America was set up, it was a wild west, it's an old cowboy town. The, it was the last territory of the United States. People were coming out here to keep their rights. You know what I'm saying? And in the current times, where the, all these other states are uh, trying to enforce mandates that they can't really enforce no more because it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but they will be coming back. You know what I'm saying? This isn't going to be the last... Uh, thing they unleash on the people, the last biohazard they unleash on the people, they're going to try to make you as desperate as possible. But in the states like Arizona, Texas, Florida, there's a reason why these, the populations in these states are growing so much. People are fleeing the liberal states because, for, uh, for one, the, the gun laws are retarded. The, the crime the crime rate is super high. So how are you going to have high crime and then tell the average citizen you, they can't buy a gun or, or you got to go through all these loopholes to buy a gun? Like, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, we're not playing into that out here. You feel me? So now nah, we can organize some town halls. You know what I'm saying? Get, get, we got to hear from the people in person. You know what I'm saying? Get, let, them, let them feel our energy and all that. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, DJ, you got any final words for the people? Uh, yeah, make sure y'all just tap in with us. Uh, the link trees are my bio elevated and melanated, shop elevated and melanated. Um, finesse Farmers Growing Classes, year-round finesse lifestyle brand, functional fitness, and first steps consultant. Make sure y'all tap in with all what we got going on and uh, what KT's got going on too. Yes, sir. Just uh, I really want to ask y'all to please like and subscribe. It really helps us with the algorithm, helps us get this message out here. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, his shop elevated and melanated. Get some of the merch. You know what I mean? And uh, really support independent media. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, I do want to thank you guys for joining us with another podcast. And just want to say, remember, elevation provides clarity. Peace. Peace.